Hello, I'm Marvin Fant, and this is Fantline, where we're not afraid to speak truth, and it doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal, Democrat or Republican, because right always trumps over wrong. Enough said. Hello, I'm Minister Marvin Fant, and welcome to Fant Line. Got another great one for you today. Now, the title of today's message, and it's something to learn and grow from, is 10 Reasons Why We Fail as Christians. And let me preface this. And what I mean by is, being a Christian, we should live a life to the fullest, Being a Christian, when we know who we are in Christ, we have the tools needed provided by Christ to get us through whatever situation we may come up against. But because of either our finite minds or the people around us, There are so many circumstances, so many situations that hinder us. So today I want to open up that door and show you 10 of those things that hinder us, 10 of those things that hold us back, 10 of those things that keep us from fulfilling our destinies as a Christian. Now, the first one I have, the first one I have is a lack of discipline. Lack of discipline. Now, that can be anything. But mainly what I'm saying is being a Christian, we need to be consistent with being a Christian. Every day, we need to be consistent in communicating with God. We need to be consistent in praising the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. And yes, it can be a, that can be a broad subject talking about a lack of discipline or being disciplined. But it's all about, again, when it, it, it comes down to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27 says, But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Discipline. 
Now it says, I discipline my body. Again, like I said, this can be a broad statement, so to speak, but mainly I want to confine this to being consistent with that discipline. See, we as Christians have to be connected to God on a daily basis, throughout every day. If we start to lack in that situation, if we start to fall back, well, guess what? Then we're not connected as we should be. And in being connected, we have access to him. We have access to power. We have access to strength. And when there's a disconnect, when there is a lack of consistency, then we lose out. Then we lose out. So that's what I'm referring to when I say that. Being consistent. We need to be consistent. We have to be consistent in order to plug into the Almighty. And he wants us to be consistent with him, worshiping, praising, giving thanks, gaining knowledge about him. Because the more knowledge we gain about him, the better off we'll be. But that's just one aspect. That's just one example. Let me give you another one. I'll give you another one here. Number nine. And this may seem strange, but diet. Now, why would I say diet? Well, it all comes back to how we treat our temple, how we treat our bodies. And if we're not treating it right, then how can we be the Christians that we can be if we're constantly sick? If we're constantly sick and bedridden, and I'm not talking about being at an old age, I'm talking about people out here being of young, supposed to be virile, but yet they're bogged down with sickness. And I'm speaking in situations where this has happened because of their diet, because of the way they have treated their bodies. Proverbs 23, 20 and 21 says, be not among wine bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. Proverbs 23 and 21 says, For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. So in other words, when you let your lust for food, and I can even say in this situation for sex, take hold, and you make that an idol, you can, throw it, you can throw that in there also. 
you make you can make food, sex, whatever an idol. Then you take away that attention that you should be giving God. And you give it to someone else or something else. So what does that do? It hinders your your progression. It hinders you being a Christian. And remember, the point of this lesson, the point of this message is to to be fulfilled as a Christian as much as possible. So, yes, a diet or or a lust. You know what? That would be better. A lust for food or a lust for sex or a lust for anything else that you wind up turning into an idol. Number eight. Other gods. Other gods. Now, again, this can be deemed as not an idol. Exodus 20 and 3, the first commandment is concerning the object of our worship, Jehovah and him only. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, the Egyptians and other neighboring nations had many gods, creatures, of their own fancy, and whatever is loved, feared, delighted in, or depended on more than God, that we make a God of. So, and it could be the it could be the the simplest thing. It could be the the, the most minute thing you can think of. But if you're giving more time. to whatever that situation may be, then you're hindering yourself. See, God wants that attention. He is a jealous God. And I have to remind, remind you, what I say to you, I'm also saying back, back to myself. See, I have to constant, constantly keep myself in check also. And this is one of those ways of doing it. I think now to some of the some of the things I like to do and I'm and I'm thinking on that situation right now whereas okay I need to have a balance there get 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 it in check and not make that more of God make that not make that more more than God and I need to flip that around Number seven, love of the world, love of this world system. First John 2 and 15 says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him. And what is the love of the world system, this world system? Well, it could be many things, but overall, it is anything opposite 
that goes against God. An example would be when the, when the world right now looks down on any Christian, looks down on Christ, and it upholds it upholds that which goes against Christianity. Now you say, oh, that, that, that's too broad. Well, look at it this way. We are now living in a world where if you, if you say you're gay, if you shout from the mountaintops, that you're transgender. If you say, be a man that I love another man and I want to marry that man, the world stands up and claps for you. The world applauds for you. But if you're Christian and you say that goes against the will of God, then you're demigod. You're you're put down. You're talked about. And lo and behold, if you have a high position in, in, in the media, well, you just lost your job. You dare not say anything against what is called love. You dare not say anything against what is called love. And see, that's, that's how they put it these days. <clears throat> now, I'm not going to go into the details of, you know, because that, that'll take me off course from what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to tell you here. But a love of this world system. Another example would be saying that, well, there are other ways of of getting to heaven. It doesn't have to be about Jesus. Just as long as you love God, just as long as you say you believe in God, that there is a God. Or you may say, well, I I may not believe at all. I may not believe at all. The world says, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. You do you. The world also says, you have your own beliefs. You have your own truths, is what I mean to say. You have your own truths. But God is saying, I am the truth. I am the way. But the world says, doesn't matter. As long as you have your truth, then you're all right. And too many people are buying into that. But there's only one truth and one way, and that's Jesus. Number six, being influenced by your friends or others 
when you become wayward, when you kind of teeter on the scales, so to speak, you become influenced by your friends instead of you being that strong Christian. You knowing what the word of God is. And there there can be some who know the word of God and still they don't want to buck against their friends. They don't want to feel like they're being phased out. So they'd rather gravitate toward their friends instead of gravitating toward God. And then when things come up in their lives, problems come up, then they're trying to figure out, well, why didn't, I, why didn't this prayer go through? Why didn't this happen? That's because you were being led by someone other than God. You were being led by someone other than Jesus. You were being led by your friends. You were being led by your friends instead of you doing the leading. Especially with friends who have a lack of knowledge, have a lack of faith. But what it all boils down to is that you became the one who had a lack of faith and a lack of knowledge. <clears throat> Number five. Now, this may fit into what I just talked about, but being two-faced. Being that lukewarm Christian who you want to you want to you want to jump back and forth from one side to the next whatever suits the interest of the day that's how you may be and some of you may not even realize it but again it gets back to the rest of the things I just said being influenced by your friends the world system, other gods, all these come into play. All these are intertwined with one another. And the thing is, you may have a fear of those outside things instead of having a fear of God. And that's what's keeping you from becoming a Christian you may become, becoming that fulfilled Christian, being two-faced. Number four, limited teaching. We as Christians should all always strive to want to learn, want to be taught, want to grow, but some of us are satisfied at a fifth grade level. Some of us may be scared to go higher, to get that high school diploma, to get that bachelor's degree of Christianity. Some of us just want to stay in the elementary school range. And we're satisfied with that. But like I said, but when certain things in your life come up, when you need 
When you need that strength, when you need that certain something to come through for you, be it Jesus, and it doesn't come through, or he doesn't come through, then you're left wondering what happened. I do this as a Christian, I do that as a Christian, but take a good look in the mirror. Take a real good look in the mirror. Don't blame God. Don't blame God. You need to point the finger back at yourself. So be open to learning more. Be, be open to teaching. Be open to reading that Bible and really, really exploring what's in it. Number three, and I mentioned this before, but be consistent. Be consistent in all you do towards God. Be consistent in prayer. Be consistent in faith. Be consistent in gaining knowledge. Be consistent. Don't get to a point where things are going so good and all of a sudden you slack off. And a lot of us do that. We get a pocket full of money and all of a sudden we stop praising God. We get a promotion on the job and we stop glorifying Jesus. Something good happens, and then we slack up. No, when something good happens, that's when we really need to kick it in gear and be even more consistent in our praise, in our worship, in our walk, in our talk. That's when we need to kick it up even more. Number two, the lack of praise. Lack of praise and worship. We fail to give him the lack of praise and worship that is needed, that he needs, that he desires, that he wants. Because after all, after all, we were made in his image. Jesus died on the cross for us. He died on the cross for us. He made it simple for us. So all he wants in return is praise, recognition, acknowledgement. That's what he wants. And yet we are too short-sighted to give it back. We are too selfish to give it back. That's what he wants. Again, then we wonder why this hasn't happened or that hasn't happened when we pray this, pray for this and pray for that. 
He wants that exchange in return. And number one, lack of faith. Lack of faith. Oh, that this one really, really hits to the core. It really hits to the core. Now, I can give you so many scriptures in faith. But I'll just come right from the heart on it. God, heart and knowledge. God operates on faith. He looks upon our faith. We walk, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We got to walk the walk instead of talking the talk. Now, we talk the talk when it comes to praise and worship. But when it comes to faith, we got to walk the walk. And the devil trips us up too many times when he just whispers in our ears and says, Oh, remember you tried this before and look what happened. Then all of a sudden that doubt comes in. And when the doubt comes in, you have cut down whatever prayer you came up with. You have shot it down. Doubt kills prayer. Doubt kills faith. We got to believe in the unseen. We are, we are already doing when we say we believe in God. We haven't seen him, but we know he's there. So how come we can't believe in the promises, the many promises that are in the Bible that he has given to us, that he says for us, we have a lack of faith. <clears throat> we have a lack of faith because we're being influenced by others, because we love the world system, because we're going and spending more time with idols, more time with other gods. We're being led astray by gluttony and lust and lack of discipline and not being consistent in our ways. These are the reasons we fail as Christians. These are the reasons why we do not fulfill the power that is attained to us, that is given to us because we got saved. We have shut the door and thrown away the key because of all these things I've mentioned. All these things that lead to our lack of being a Christian. Will we get to heaven being a Christian? Yes. But I'm talking about living a more fulfilled life as a Christian here in this flesh. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what we need to flip the, flip the script on and turn this thing around. Because right now, most of us are pretty sorry as Christians. And we got the rest of the world looking at us and thinking, well, they're not living any better than I am. They're going through worse things than I am. And I'm not even a Christian. 
That's how they that's how they're perceiving us. I'm saying make God proud of us by listening to him, worshiping him, believing in him and having most of all the faith in him. I want to make the devil squirm in his ways and I want to make God proud to say, look at my child, good and faithful servant. I am well pleased. He wants to pour into us and give us everything that is out here, everything But he is held back because of these things I mentioned. He's held back. Therefore, we do not receive the fulfillment of what is deserved to us. Because he said, not that we... Deserve this or that, but I'm talking about, I may have used the wrong word there, but I'm talking about his grace, his grace. His grace has made all things that are good attainable to us. But we have to be, get to the point of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of going through life as the way most of us have. It's time to put our foot down and it's time to be the Christian we were meant to be. No said. Thank you for checking out Fantline. Until next time, keep Jesus first and be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Thank you.